Thanks for joining me today. My name is James Briscoe. I'm an ordained Baptist minister for the past 25 years. And God has called me about the last three years to be one of his spokesmen as a end time prophet, a latter day prophet. So that's what I am. So thanks for joining us. Let's begin with prayer and then we'll move on into our podcast. Father God, we thank you for all that you've done, for all that you're doing, for all that you're going to do. We thank you for this opportunity. We pray that someone might be listening out there that I can speak directly to, to help them to have a better understanding of you and to seek you, Jesus Christ, as their Savior. Thank you for all things. Holy Spirit, speak to me, through me, and for me. Speak out there to this audience that's waiting to hear. I ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Today, I'm going to do just a little bit different. Last week, I did what I call part one. It was on a demonic political party. And I talked about the Democrats. And I read from a essay commentary that I had written. It's like a thing that I'd written about the demonic political party. Today, is going to be part two. I'm going to finish up discussing and responding to that essay commentary that I wrote two years ago. So I'm going to get started. This is an essay commentary written after the November presidential election in 2020. This is part two of my podcast. I'm going to do this. I will read the essay commentary again, not all of it. I will read the introduction and the points starting at point five. I went from point one all the way to point five, and I'm now starting at point five from my commentary, my essay commentary. And then I'll read from point five after the introduction, then I'll skip down to point five, and I'll read from point five to the end of the essay commentary. Then I will respond. I will point, re respond point by point to what was read to you. We will use pointers to respond to what was read concerning the essay, the essay commentary. Now, I will read my essay commentary titled the Demonic Political Party. I will read the introduction, then I'll skip down and read points five, six, and seven. And then I'll read the ending. And then I'll start my response to those points. So here I'm now going back to the essay commentary, and I'm going to read the introduction, and then I'm going to skip down to point five. I've already did point th one, two, three, in my last podcast. Now I'm going to read a demonic political party. I'm going to read the introduction now. There are times when one sees definite signs and characteristics that a person, group, or organization is possessed by demonic forces as they operate in this society today. Today's Democratic Party for years has exhibited these characteristics. They are controlled and heavily influenced by Satan and his angels. 
in the book of Revelations, Jesus speaks to this fact. The Lord asserts that Satan resides and controls various Jewish religious institutions. And he did said that in Revelations 2, verse 9 and verse 12. This point supports my premise for my essay and commentary. That Satan has had complete control over this political party, the Democrats, for the past 200 years, even up to today. I will outline these assertions as follows. Now, remember, I've done one through four. Now I'm going to go to the fifth assertion that goes along with this commentary. And I'm going to read it as I read the introduction. Fifthly, the demonic political party took a 180 degree turn when the public sentiment continued to support the civil rights movement. Then they changed their focus and zeroed in on the most vulnerable beings in this society. They were now after the biblical principles and statues that this nation was founded upon. They promoted pro-choice and abortion for political gains in the feminist camp. Using this evolutionary pseudoscience, pseudo means it's a false science, it's not even a science, it's a lie, it's just a theory. They supported the legalization of the murders of over 61 million unborn babies. They also joined forces with the immoral, evil, wicked feminist movement and sought the title as the abortion political party. Moving on, as they moved on, to the gay rights movement. They sought to make this country into another Sodom and Gomorrah just like many of the European nations are today. So I'm still reading, and I just finished the fifth point of my, of my essay commentary. Now I'm moving and I'm reading again the sixth point of my essay commentary. Sixthly, since President Woodrow Wilson's election, the demonic party has sought to make this nation into another failed, failed socialistic country just as so many former nations in the past have done. Isn't it ironic? And I really emphasize the word ironic that Satan seems to have little interest in history if it does not serve his agenda. History means nothing to Satan as and the parties he control, they have no idea about what it has happened in the past. My last point, and this is lastly, this demonic, I'm still reading from the essay uh, commentary. This demonic party vividly demonstrated that lying, cheating, and stealing are their modus operandi even today. When I say modus operandi, I mean that's how they operate. The Democrats' shameless step of the last election gave them a presidency which was stolen in such a shameless fashion that Satan could proudly, proudly honor and support. The past graphically shows that lying, stealing, and killing will get the Democrats and their supporters, the news media, the internet giants, and the other powerful persons that exist and control things, can get them 
what they've always sought, and they sought to bring this nation down, even today. I'm still reading my essay, and I'm finishing up. Lying, stealing, and murder are the crimes committed by criminals. You hear that? Criminals that have taken over the legal establishments in democratic states. States such as California, and it's the biggest fraudulent state, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Arizona. Arizona, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania, and Michigan is what Trump needed to win. And they stole the election from him because the Democrats were in charge of those states. And they stole the final vote from Trump. However, there is no human answer for their sin. You hear that? There's no human answer. All of you, you cable people, I want to tell you, you come up with all kinds of answers. Fox, Fox News Media and other ones, ain't no human answer for that, for what has happened in the past and what the Democrats do. But there is a divine solution, and God's judgment is underway right now. God is whipping it on this nation, and it's a worldwide judgment also, but it has special emphasis here in this country. God is going to castrate the United States of America in a matter of time. He's going to castrate this country, bring this country down to nothing. It's not found in the, the, the prophecies. You can't find in the United States, though they lie and try and say God has, is going to reduce this nation down to just a second-class nation. I want to finish reading. I'm still, I shouldn't be making these comments, but I want to finish reading my, es, my, my essay commentary. I'm almost finished. In the Old Testament, Jeremiah asked God this question. Why do evil men do so well and the righteous do so poorly? God's answer was simple. When his wrath and judgment is kindled by rampant immorality, he will bring destruction down on all the people and nations that choose to defy him. God's righteousness and holiness will not, hear that, and I put that in capital letters, allow the Democratic Party's sins, that's an S, to go unanswered. In Deuteronomy, the 30. The 32nd chapter and the 23rd verse, it says, your sins will find you out. Democrats, your sins will find you out. Now I'll be responding a little more. The last quote is from the Old Testament, Hosea 8 and 7. Hosea said this, and this applies to you Democrats and to this nation of liars and hypocrites. For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. You hear that? Y'all got it coming, because you deserve it, for your lying, your cheating, and everything like that. And this nation deserves it. But I'll get more into that as I respond to those points. I now finished reading my essay commentary, and I'm ready to move into those various points. Now, I'm talking and responding to that essay commentary. In my introduction for my essay commentary, 
I laid out my basic premise that there is a solid as evidence to prove that Satan is in control of various people, groups, and organizations. I gave a direct quote from the Bible, Revelations 2, verse 9 and 12. I was quoting our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I could use no, no, no higher reference than to quote our Savior to support my thesis and my assertion that Satan is in control of the demonic Democratic Party. Here's my response to that fifth point that I had in my commentary essay. My response to the fifth point is when the Democrats took a 180 degree turn. That means they turned all around. They, headed, they were heading south and then they turned around and went the opposite direction north. When they made their 180 degree turn, they took off their white hoods. I like that. They took off their white hoods and traded them for business suits. Moving their headquarters to D.C., <laughs> they zeroed in on the wickedest human beings, the unborn babies in our society. See, they gave up on the black man because they couldn't get any more leverage out of us. The black man was not their primary focus anymore because the civil rights movement had won over the sentiments of the nation. However, and this is one of the worst things that's ever happened, even worse than state slavery. However, in 1973, the Supreme Court ruling gave this demonic party a new group of weak, helpless, and defenseless, defenseless population that they could move against to gain new political clout. See, they're always looking for some way to get more clout for their political party. Now, let me digress for a few minutes to share with you what I know about the Supreme Court's failure to follow the Constitution of this country and the preambles of the Declaration of Independence. See, they're not supposed to, they're supposed to interpret the, the Constitution. They're not supposed to make a new Constitution. But I'm going to talk about those, that, that group of thugs, liars and cheats. Let me spend just a few minutes talking about them. I'm going to give you a history of the Supreme Court. And it's just a brief overview. It's a cursive review. Cursive means just chart review of the history of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has been wrong, you hear that, on every big legal issue for the past 200 years and especially if it's got to deal with people of color. Let me, let me share a quote from the Dred Scott ruling in 1856. Let me just share. That's over 100 years ago. But let, just let me share what the Supreme Court said. You can see what kind of people they were and are. They said, slaves are regarded as being of an inferior race of people. You hear that, all you black folks? an inferior race of people. The, the court said they are so far inferior that they have no rights, which the white man is to respect. That's really bad. Slavery is a, is a simple means of protecting slaves from themselves. You hear that. You hear that. Let me give you a personal story, and I'll be brief on it. 
in North Carolina, I was a, I, 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 I did a ministry in North Carolina. I was at a primitive Baptist church. And before, on, on, before the, the pro-life march in January, that Sunday before is when you, you give a pro-life sermon. And I did that on abortion. After I'd done the, the pro-life sermon, the pastor of that church came up to me and said, hey, we're sick of hearing about abortion. And he was just, it was him and maybe two other people, not the, not the whole congregation. But that He's speaking for the whole congregation. We're sick of hearing about abortions. And he said, since the Supreme Court has legalized abortion, the door is closed. There's no more need to discuss it. I looked at him and I said to him, and I smiled. I said, you are telling me and you're showing your ignorance of history. I said, you must have not even taken any history. I know you're just a high school grad, went into the service. You ain't got no kind of idea about history. I said, the Supreme Court has been wrong on almost ma every major issue, and especially when it, it comes to black folks. They have been so wrong on those issues and minority people. And I said briefly, I'm going to say this briefly. In 1941, when World War II started, they put all the Japanese people who lived out in California, they put them in concentration camps. Idiot. That's what the Supreme Court's ruling, and that's what they, they rule and say California could do that. Let me finish up on this, on, on this book. For the past 200 years, the sanctity and the image of God, as stated in the Bible, has been trampled by white racist men who call themselves learned, distinct, and an august body of men of law. August means honored. God sees their past court's past, and he's looking at their present as just a gang of fools who have special place. He has a special place for them in the lake of fire. Just, this nation is a, a nation of hypocrites and hypocrisy. Let me add more thing for that, for that, that minister. He was carrying the Bible, and I said to him, I said, whether you go along with the Supreme Court or not, I said, what does the Bible say about life? Murder. Murder, and you plan a murder, that's first degree murder. And that's what that Bible is speaking of. I said, you carry that Bible around for nothing, evidently. And he just looked at me. Let me move on. That was my first response to the fifth point. My second response to the sixth point is, President Woodrow Wilson in 1920, and that's why I talked about him, he was a Democrat president. He was a big time supporter of socialism that the Europeans had adopted. He liked most socialists. He liked the concept of authoritarian government in control of the poor masses of people like in Russia and replacing God with the government because the government was supposed to tell them what to do. That was Wilson's also real goal, but he failed because there were Bible-loving people in Congress, conservatives, and they stopped him. The problem is that all it does is create a big bureaucracy, and that's what happened in Russia, and that's what they have in D.C. Well, let's move on to my responses. I'm, 
I'm responding to my commentary essay. My third response is to the last point that was made. Here's my response. It is that the Democratic Party has used lying, cheating, stealing, and killing as the way they operated for the past 200 years. You hear that? You hear that? In the past presidential election, they stole the vote from Trump by using the California technique. They technique. They used in that that they use in that correct state, in that corrupt state. They went about harvesting ballots, stuffing ballot boxes with dead people's vote votes and dogs' name votes and other tricks that they used to marginalize the Republican votes there in California. They've made the Republicans in California, Democrats have made them, have marginalized them down to nothing. There's just a few Republicans that come out of California to represent the California. See, the major news mediums, Twitter and the social media and the other internet platforms were complicit. I mean, they went along with misleading the uninformed voters and their lying narrative is what they sold on those platforms. Everybody needs to know that Pennsylvania, California, and Minnesota and those others is how they in they stole the vote from from Trump and they would not validate any of those votes that were brought in through the harvesting and the stuffing of it. They didn't they didn't validate any of those to show that they had been lied. However, there seems to be no human way to correct what the lying, cheating Democrats did to steal an election from Trump. But there is a divine judge who will not let their sins go unanswered. The prophet said the guilty will not go unpunished. You hear that? They will not go unpunished. And their sins have found them out with an ongoing judgment right now. That's the COVID-19 virus. It's devastating this country in all the sectors of life. In the society, it's devastated us. In the upheaval, in the lawlessness in many of the politicians and showing just how corrupt they are, it's devastated. It's devastated us with a high inflation rate. But our problematic issue and what is happening in this nation is mainly found in our cities. The cities are outrageous. Crime is just out of control in some black communities. Our political leaders are big time liars and they said that they're dealing with them. They're not. They're letting people out of prison that should stay in prison forever. In it to get rich. That's why they do it. Political, the political swamp is worse than it's ever been. A giant bureaucracy there in Washington, D.C. and growing. And a lying, incompetent president 
who doesn't even know who his vice president is. Now, this is what this virus, this is what God's judgment is doing. This is just the direction God's judgment is focused on. God is creating fear, havoc, insecurity, doubt in the hearts and minds of the ungodly sinners. Let me say this. Biden, you can't lie your way out of what is God is going to do. God's retribution, Biden, is heading your way, and you have been experiencing it for the last 65 years. Let me deal just a little bit with Biden, and then I'll move on. This is what God has done to Biden. This is, and, you, and many of you liberal, rosy, rosy, lovey, dovey Christians will say God doesn't do things. Well, read the Old Testament. Read uh, uh, Jeremiah and read what God does and how he does things. This is what God has done to Joe Biden over the past 60 years. He... And uh, it's not in a chronological order of, of how he has used his uh, punishments against him, but he's had two abscess on his brain. He's had a heart attack, and his his health is worse than we think. His wife and his child was killed. God's moved against him in a car accident. His eldest son died of cancer. God moved against him. His crackhead son is just a public disgrace. And God has given Joe Biden dementia, which is in which he is making a fool out of himself publicly, publicly every day. But God still hands out his retribution for the one and this one man you can see how it's affecting his life. Joe Biden is so blind to all the things that God has done to him, he doesn't realize it's God who's doing it to him. Well, let me finish. I'll finish up with Joe Biden. God's answer to Jeremiah's question was simple. He said, we see it play out right now. His judgment is being carried out right now. Worldwide judgment. Okay, since this worldwide judgment, COVID-19, to prove to this sinful nation and sinful world that, listen, an act of God can happen even today. However, there's much more coming our way as a result of this act of God. And he is setting the stage for the great tribulation and then the white throne of judgment. And he will bring this world to an end. He told Noah, said, Destroyed the world first by water. He said the next time is going to be by fire. And he's going to destroy this world by fire. Let me finish. For the Democratic Party has sown the wind, and this country will reap the whirlwind for their sins, for their sins have found them out. I'm ready for my summary. This is part two of my podcast, A Demonic Political Party. If you are affiliated with the Democratic Party, I offer you this advice. There is a mark of the beast on your forehead and in your heart. You need to publicly denounce the political party 
the Democrats, publicly tell people that you want nothing else to do with it. You need to confess your sins to God and be specific about the sins that you're confessing. And then change your lifestyle and practice this. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Obedience. Obey God. All the good things you think you can do don't mean anything. And I always refer you to Matthew 7, the 21st verse, and to the 23rd verse. So you can't get a free pass out of the lake fire. Your goodness, your good deeds will not help. Jesus said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. See, you think that you can get away? You think that there are free passes? Ain't no free passes. You either get your life together, become obedient, and do what God says, and honor him with your lips, and then follow by your deeds and your actions. That's what God wants from you. Join me. I'm finished up. I was kind of heated today. Join me next week in a new podcast. And thanks for being with me today. Maranatha. Maranatha. Jesus Christ is coming again. He's coming in full power with the angels and his army to destroy and put everybody who stands against him at his feet and he will grind in asunder. Daniel mentioned that when he saw that statue and that stone that was cut out of the, the mountain, it ground all those nations to powder. Maranatha.